talking about the importance of the presence of God. Uh, the presence of God is, is he is the most critical, important part of our lives being a Christian. Not only in us, working in us, but working outside of us and impacting people's lives. We call, we call him or it the presence of God, but it's, it's the spirit of God working in us and around us. And let me just say this, as Christians, we sell an experience. We don't necessarily sell information, by the way. Information, I mean, you can, get, you can get loads of information anywhere, but what we sell, if I would say we're, we're, we don't sell, it's free, but really we're salesmen and women for Christ. We, are, we sell an experience with God. I just wanna tell you that because maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you think, well, I gotta go to Bible school for the next five years just to figure this out. No, you don't, all right? We need to be learning and teaching and being taught. Yes, yes, that's good. We need to know foundational stuff. But listen, when you gave your heart to Jesus and you're spending time with God and, and, and even in a short time, God says, go. Go out and let people experience what God has done in your life. You guys good with that? We sell an experience. Let me just prove that to you. When Jesus was done in his three and a half year earthly ministry before he went to be with the Father, he sent them out, what, two by two, right? I'm gonna send you out two by two. You're not gonna have anything. And then he says, he says you're gonna go into homes. And when you go into homes, you can bring peace. He's really talking about his presence. I want you to bring my presence in those homes. And he's saying, it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna do so many things in those homes. Some, I'm gonna make my glory known in those homes. And he says, when you leave, they're gonna have the glory there. But he says, if they don't want you there, take it back. What, what, what is this tangible? He says, don't, he says, if they don't want you, then just take the peace back with you. I'm just telling you Jesus' words. He's saying, he says, when you go out as these salesmen and saleswomen, I want you to bring into those homes experiences of the presence of God. You guys still with me? Obviously, there's teaching there. Obviously, they're sharing the good news, but really, it's about the presence of God being experienced. When Jesus went to be with the Father, God sent himself in the form of, or the Holy Spirit, right? They're all God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? But they have different uh, jobs, say that. So the Holy Spirit came. He's the helper. You said God, God the Father, God the Creator, Jesus the Savior, Holy Spirit, the helper, the one who leads us. So when he left he came in the, in the form of the Holy Spirit. But if you notice, Jesus didn't really give a lot of explanation. He just said, wait, I got a really cool gift for you. It's coming. He didn't really have to explain. I, I really think if you tried to explain it, they'd be like, I don't get it. I don't get it. He just said, just wait. Just go to the upper room, wait, tarry for a time because a gift is gonna come. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. But he didn't need to explain it. He wanted them to experience it. And wow, what an experience that was. They're in the upper room and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, the presence of God comes, fills that room like a mighty rushing wind, right? There's, there's this, there's, what is happening here? And all of a sudden on their heads were like tongues of fire. I mean, Talk about an experience. You can't explain that. You try to, you can't. You're like, you just had to be there, right? 
Man, that's some weird stuff if you read about it. But listen, it was God showing up saying, listen, uh, it would take me 10 years to explain to you what's about to happen. <laughs> Just get up there, pray, love each other, and in, and in a few days, I'm gonna show up. And he came, in the, in the presence of God came and changed history. That's when they went outside and began to speak in all different languages and people were like, what? And thousands came to know Jesus that day. In a, through a message less than three minutes. Oh my goodness. God, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God isn't necessarily to be explained. He is to be experienced. So now, when we give our hearts to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God himself, comes and lives inside of us and we have something that many don't have that millions have never experienced before. We ha have received the tangible results of his presence, peace, healing, comfort, safety, love, joy, you name it. And we now can give those tangible gifts to those around us. Woo! Amen. So I love, you know, Pastor Dwayne here was cool last week. I love getting Pastor Dwayne here. Um, we, he's just such a great teacher. Uh, man, just done so much uh, in, in, in the, in the uh, Link RLC organization. And so he's, he's here last week and, and he says, hey, this is what I wanna do. I wanna, I wanna have a time where we can, um, you know, pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. And um, I said, great, awesome. So if you were here last week, people came up to receive, uh, to stir up the gift again and, People were lined up. And then, so I'm by him and, and I see him, uh, he's, he's blowing in people's, like he would pray for them and all of a sudden he'd go, Phew. and thank God he had good breath. I mean, you know, thank, thank God passed away. He, know, he knows the deal. It smelled good, it's fine, yeah. And, uh, but, but so I went afterwards, I, went, I said, Pastor Dwayne, I, I realize you've been doing this for a long time and I've noticed you do that. Notice other people do that. But I said, I said, tell me about that. Tell me exactly what that is. And he showed me a scripture. He showed me a verse and he said this. He said, he said, it's in, it's in John 20, 22. And I wanna explain this to you. This isn't, this isn't, listen, remember when the Holy Spirit showed up at Pentecost, the mighty rushing wood came. They were, they had tongues of fire in their head. This is legit, but different. You'd think, what? You scratch your head, what is that? So when Pastor Dwayne comes, he's, he's breathing on people. And I said, hey, can you explain to me? I've never, I've never heard you, I've never asked you why you do that. He said, well, I've, I learned it, but I learned it from this verse. He said, John 20, 22. And he said, and when Jesus had said this, he, Jesus, breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Check it out, it's right there, Jesus. So now what am I saying? We all have to breathe on people? Well, if, 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 if you put a breath in, and yes, if that's, what, if that's what God's telling you to do, Listen, there are so many various ways of God releasing his presence. I'm telling you, I just don't put them in a box. So when he did that, I'm like, oh, I'm, thank you for explaining that. Um, and, and so I'm thinking, you know, when Jesus was breathing, I mean, Jesus' breath was perfect. The son of God, you know, he was perfect. But his disciples, oh my goodness. There was no mental factory back in the day, you know? But here's what I thought, who cares? 
if you want God, it doesn't matter who's breathing on you. Because if you want God, it's not gonna matter. You wanna be changed. You wanna experience God's presence in your life. It just doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter, right? But grab a mint if you're gonna do it. Just <laughs> heads up. So we don't focus on the method. We focus on the Messiah. We focus on the one who gave his life. We focus on, on what, God, what do you wanna do in my life right now? So this this message today is just releasing the presence of God. I wanna show you how the presence of God is released in our lives. That word release means to allow or enable to escape from confinement, to flow freely, to set free. That's what that word means. The question I have is, is the Holy Spirit trapped or confined in your life? Is he trapped? Is he, is he, is he unable to be released in your life? I can always tell myself whether, whether the Holy Spirit's moving in me and out of me. I just need to look in the mirror. I need to hear my words. And I can tell if, if I'm speaking words of faith and, or, or I'm speaking words of fear. And, and by the way, this is always the cat and mouse game that we have as a Christian. You just try to, you try to f- keep finding God and keep, keep allowing him to move in our lives. But I found out it's a simple choice. Release is an action word. And the Bible is clear when God's presence is released, there's always a preceding action. That's why I encourage people, hey, go get prayer. And you don't even know if you need, what you need prayer for, it doesn't matter. Just take a step of faith. See, Moses, stretch out your staff, Moses, and the Red Sea parted. Gideon, break the jar and shout for joy, Gideon, then the enemy was defeated. David, sling a stone, then Goliath fell. How about Naaman? Dip in the Jordan seven times, then you'll be healed. Ten lepers came to Jesus and they were healed as they went. Blind eyes were opened after taking a dip in the pool. Stretching out your hand first caused the presence of God to move. Taking a step on water allowed the very presence of God to keep Peter afloat. The list goes on and on and on and on. God's presence is released through action, my friends. I've talked to people who've been delivered from alcohol addiction in a moment simply by pouring out hundreds of dollars worth of alcohol and they're free. Because God said, just pour that stuff out. Boom, free. I've, I've seen people delivered in different ways when God says, if you just simply take this little step of faith, I'll take care of the rest. My presence will show up. You know some of my stories and I think of, I always think of this little guy at Meyer. And uh, for those of you who've never heard it before, I'll just quickly run through it. But the little guy that I met at Meyer one night um, and I was early on, Emily was pregnant. She was hungry one night and she made this crazy request. She wanted chocolate chips and butter braid pretzels. And I thought, Really? It's like 10 o'clock at night, I'm tired, but because I love her and lay down my life. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this is how it is. I got a little, I, I'm not Dutch, but I got some Dutch in me. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna go to the gas station. It's right down the street. But I thought those butter braid pretzels and chocolate chips are three times as much as Meyer. So I drove about five miles and, and probably evened it out with gas. Finally got to Meyer, 
and I'm walking around looking for the butter braid pretzels. I couldn't find them. And uh, all of a sudden I see this young lady who used to be, by the way, I was a youth pastor before, but now, now I'm, I'm in a different position. I saw her, she used to be in my youth group. And I said, I said, Elizabeth, how you doing? And she's with two gentlemen, tall guy, short guy. They could not speak English. They spoke Spanish, but they, they but so they're, they're standing right here. I'm saying, talking with her just for a few minutes. And all of a sudden I walk away and she tells them, that's my youth pastor. That's all she says. I hear, I walk away. I finally locate the butter braid pretzels. I'm like, hallelujah. Finally get there and I'm looking at these butter braid pretzels. All of a sudden I feel the presence of a, of a person very close to me. And I didn't want to look. I'm like, who is this? I look over and it was the tiny little guy. He's probably about maybe middle age, 50 years old. And he's standing there holding a fifth of vodka right there between his thing. And you could tell he's bloodshot. He was just, you know, he'd been partying a long time that day. And, uh, and he's just standing there looking at me and I'm looking at him. And the cool thing is that there were other people from our church late at night in that same aisle. They were witnessing this. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. And I'm like, and I knew he couldn't speak English. I just said, Jesus loves you. <laughs> I can count to 10. Oh, Jesus loves I'm trying to think, I wish I could speak Spanish right now. And, and I'm just saying, you know, Jesus loves you. And he's looking at me, just staring right at me. And I was so frustrated. I said, well, doggone it, just come here. And I grabbed the guy, little guy. Head probably came to here. I grabbed him. I gave him a big bear hug as he's holding this fifth of vodka, just holding him like this. And he just is crying and, and he's just sobbing. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just holding this guy in the, in the middle of a, uh, aisle 10 at Meyer, and, and, uh, and these other people from our church are there. And I don't know what to do. I'm just like, and I break away from him. And he looks at me as clear eyed as I've ever seen. It's like almost in a moment the very love and presence of God changed him, put that little fifth of vodka right down the chip aisle, and he walked off into the sunset. He, would, he had been so changed in a moment. I was like, oh my goodness. I, I literally walked around Meyer for about half an hour mesmerized. I said, oh my goodness, Lord, I don't even know what happened. I know what happened, but I don't know what happened. All I did was give the guy a hug and I was, so, I, I didn't want to leave. The, the, the presence of God was so strong in, in that moment in my life. I was like, all because she was hungry for butter braid pretzels. You're welcome. And I was willing just to go get the pretzels, but God had something so much bigger for me. But everything changed because of the presence of God, my friends. Just, just takes a little action, takes a little step of faith. And all of a sudden, signs and wonders follow. The purpose of the church is tied to the presence of God. First of all, the presence of God working in us, our mind, body, soul, spirit, developing us, strengthening us. But yet, the second, the God's presence working externally to share the good news so that all people can experience the goodness of God now in short, we need the release of God's presence to share the gospel. Last night, we were at a wedding. It was so powerful. I wish every single young person ever looking to get married would have been at this place because they, 
They're from our church, but they did something so cool. They showed a, at the reception, they showed a testimony of their lives and how God radically changed them individually and then them together, the story of how God brought them together. And you, 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 you could hear a pin drop. I mean, it was so quiet in that place that to hear the powerful truth of what God did in their lives and the very presence of God, the weightiness of God in that place. People were crying. They were, I was holding back the tears. I mean, it was, it was so powerful. All because someone said, you know what? I'm gonna put my testimony out there at my wedding. And it was awesome, you guys. So good. One little step of faith. Here's the most important question to answer regarding the presence of God in your life. Do you know what you have? Do you know what you have? First Corinthians 3.16 says this, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Did you know that? Well, some say yes and some say, oh, I didn't really know that or I'm probably not. He would never live inside this. He does because thank God for Jesus. We stand before for him faultless. He comes and lives and he, lo he loves to be invited into your home, into you. And when he is, let me say, you know, you know, you know, he got in you, not a part of God, all of God, all of God lives in you. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? See, when you realize who lives in you, it will shake up things all around you. The priceless presence of God is just that. It's priceless. You can't put a value on him. He has infinite value and therefore should be given infinite honor. And when you realize who's in you, it will change the way you live life. You won't, just let anything happen. You won't, you won't tolerate sin. You won't, you won't let the enemy just do whatever he wants to do in your life. You'll be living a sacrifice for God. So let me show you a couple things today. How the presence of God is released in you and through you. Can I do that as we finish up? How is the presence of God? And there's more. These are just two, but there's many of them, but I wanna give you the prevalent ones today. And we'll, we'll keep going. We'll finish next week. Um, don't miss next week, by the way. It's gonna be awesome. These are weapons of mass destruction towards the enemy of hate, shame, and evil, and fear. What I'm about to tell you is that these are weapons that we've been given to defeat the enemy. And I believe this, the follower of Jesus should be the most dangerous person to the enemy on this planet. Do you not know who lives in you? God. So God's presence is released. This, this, is, this is where everything flows through right now. Everything I ever say, any message I ever preach flows to this one word. God's presence is released through love. Say love. The power of love is immeasurable. It can radically change the person and the relationship suddenly. But, but truthfully, if we could be honest, some, for some reason we are at times unwilling and afraid to release it. 
We must think that if we release love, we must expect it to happen a certain way. And Jesus never did that. He loved us while we were yet sinners. He just released love. God released love while we were even in, in, a, in, in our bad days. He said, here you go, I'm gonna give you love. But I love this command in 1 Corinthians 16, 14, do everything in love. That's short and sweet. If you hear anything today, do everything in love. Without any strings attached, without any self-serving ulterior motives, without stipulations, without frustration, without condemnation, without judgment, without jealousy. Do everything in love and then you'll release love. But remember, you gotta get the love first. You gotta receive that love for you. I can't give anything I don't have first. You gotta be able to receive even a little drop of God's liquid love will change you forever. Just receive it. God loves you. I said a couple weeks ago, I said, what if I were to tell you that in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy and God's smiling at you right now. See, I get you a smile. It's true. That's a picture of God. God is smiling at you. He's joyful. He's so glad you're in his house. Man, he's so happy that you're here. So happy that you're his. He's joyful. Me, on the other hand, I'm not always that consistently joyful, but when I'm not, I can just remember, Dan, do everything in love. That means be loved, be loved. Dan, be loved today, just be loved, right? And when you be loved, you give love. So the, to release love or not to release, release love, that is the question, you're Shakespeareans. I've seen people change overnight because they have released love. Listen, if you wanna break depression, oppression, you wanna break evil off of your life, go love someone. I'm telling you, one of the greatest things you can do is just simply go love someone. Go love them. Bake them cookies, give them a hug, give them a word of encouragement, just simply give them love. And what'll happen is you'll be like, that's why Jesus said it's, it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. He's like, because when you give, it's gonna help you and you didn't even know it. I love Emily every single morning. I make her coffee. I hate coffee. I don't drink coffee. But I do it because she loves it. And I love her. There's no strings attached, are there? Right? I make your coffee. You, you never tell me if it's good or bad. It's just there. Yeah. I've seen people change overnight when, when they release love. I've seen childlike faith and pure innocence be gone and suspicion birth when unwilling to release love, you guys. But if I wanna give you anything about love, this is what I, I wanna, I wanna, I want you guys to be set free in this moment because some of us think, oh man, they did something for me. Now I gotta do something for them. They, they gave me this, now I gotta give them that. No, the only thing you owe is right here, Romans 13, eight, look at this. Owe no one anything except to love. That's it. That's it. If someone gives you something and blesses you, just love them. That's all we owe. Thank you. I love you. Now, when you give someone something, just, just if they love you back, that's all they owe you, just to love one another. 
Such a 70s message today, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. Love is the proof of releasing his presence. Love is the proof that God's presence is working in me and through me. So I'm consistently taking inventory of my heart on a regular basis. I'm gonna guard my heart above all else because I wanna release love. I'm getting better at it. But it's a decision. It's easy to love people that are easy to love. But, but he said, do everything in love. Every single person that we're around, we must have the capability, the grace to love even those who don't necessarily love us at times. But by the way, the reason why they don't love you is because they're hurting. They're hurting you guys. They're in a place where they're, they're, they're in a tough spot. Just remember, it's not personal. When anybody ever snaps at me or gets mad at me, I have to sit back and say, it's not personal. It's not personal. There's something going on in them. There's just something going on. How can I help? How can I help? You're a little prickly today, Dan. Emily says, how can I help? I think about how often God revealed his love to me and I didn't respond. And let me, me, me just say this, because this is just truth. How many days before I, when he was reaching out through people in my life, that I just rejected him? And I just feel in my own life that rejecting his love, I suffered for it. Like he was offering something good to me and I, I, and I said, no, don't want that. I'm gonna go my own way. And I always suffered, maybe not you, but I always suffered when I didn't receive God's love. So again, 1 Corinthians 16, 14, look at this. Do everything in love. Say it yourself, go ahead, ready? One, two, three. God's presence is released through love. And here's our just second one, our final one today. These are just ways that the presence of God is released. The presence of God is released through love and the presence of God is released through the word. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's boring. No, no. The most powerful way, the most powerful weapon that we have is the word of God, my friends. You didn't know that. It makes sense that the devil loves to keep us away from his word, to distract us, to be here or there. But, he, but God is saying, no, listen, I wanna give you the most powerful weapon that you can have right now to release God's presence is his word. Jesus consistently released God's presence when he spoke. As a matter of fact, whenever Jesus entered a new town, he went right to church and taught God's word every time. He knew that God's word would change the atmosphere and open hearts. And I don't know about you, but we've experienced on many, many occasions when there was a need in a hospital room, in someone's home, at a, at a store, you name it, when, when all of a sudden, the moment that I began or that person began to speak a truth or a promise, it's like something shifted. You looking for a holy shift? Speak God's word. I wanna compel you to read, speak and believe the word of God. I'm not interested in public opinion. I'm not relying on the next best-selling book. I'm interested in what God says. So when you find yourself in a pickle, go to the word and experience God's presence 
and all that he has to offer. So it really can be summed up with this one verse. I love this verse. Here we go. We're gonna be finishing up with this kind of stuff. Romans 4, 3. For what does the scripture say? For what does the scripture say? Just say it. Just that phrase. Uh, let me preach my message, Maria. Thank you. Thank you very much. Here we go. No, listen. No, you got it. Listen, say, just say that phrase because this is where we're going. Listen, for what, yes, does the scripture say? I'm not talking about just Abraham believing. I'm talking about the entire Bible. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about anything you go through in life. What does the scripture say? Amen. Come on. One of the greatest questions you can ask, listen, the greatest questions that you can ask yourself whenever in a tough time is this, what does the scripture say? Don't forget that. What does the scripture say? Do you wanna make ends meet? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Are you overburdened in life? Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Do you ever doubt God's power? Nothing will be impossible with God. Are you depressed? Put your hope in God. Yeah. Downcast, downcast soul, it says. When your marriage seems to be falling apart, what does the scripture say? When you get a bad report, what does the scripture say? When you're in pain, what does the scripture say? When you need help, okay, you're doing good, great. You get my point. When you need healing, what does the scripture say? I want you to remember that phrase. What does the scripture say? What does the scripture say? At times we have responded with fear. We may have listened to man's advice. We may have worried. We may have gotten angry, but listen. What? Thank you. All together. It's so good when we can say that together. Here we go. Ready? What? Thank you. All in unity in one accord. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is not an easy thing, is it? Because guess what? When you get a bad report, it's easy to go into the def easy default of, of, of life and I'm gonna go talk to so-and-so and, -so and there's nothing wrong talking to people, but listen, please hear me. What does the scripture say? See, when you go to the scripture first, it gives opportunity for God's presence to be released. It gives opportunity for God's presence to be released. Look at Psalm 119, 130, if you don't believe me. The entrance of your words gives light. It's the entrance of whose words? God's words. The entrance of scripture, the word of God that gives light, the entrance of it. So that means if the entrance of word of his word gives light, then that means I can give light. True? You guys hear? Entrance of his word. It opens the door to release his powerful presence. There's that, there's that song that I think is profound. 
So open the door, let him in. Someone's knocking at the door. You heard that one? Somebody's ringing the bell. It's God. The Bible says that when the heart is hard, that it's the word of God's like a hammer can break that heart. It, he, can, he can get entrance to your heart and your life and then he can be released. But we're talking about the word of God. What does scripture say? I'm sure you have your stories, but if you haven't, go get one. Go get a story of whatever you're going through in life. Go get one, but get it from the word of God. Get it when you find a promise for your life, for what you're going through, get it, grab it, memorize it, read it, speak it, and don't stop. Because what happens is when you speak God's word, it goes out into places that you don't see. And the Bible says it never returns void, but it accomplishes what pleases him. It's called prayer over time. That's why we don't just pray one prayer. We, we're slinging that promise over and over and over again. And the Bible says you will see results. What does the scripture say? Isaiah 55, 11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent. Look at that. So is my word, God says, that goes out from my mouth or your mouth. It will not return to me empty or void, but will accomplish what I desire to achieve the purpose which I sent it. And so the enemy would love to keep you from the word, the Bible, the truth, the scripture, because if it never goes out, how can it do anything? It's gotta go out. What does the scripture say? Because speaking the word will change your environment. Dodie Osteen found 83 scriptures about healing. She was sick in her body. And she began to confess those 83 scriptures, read them out loud, and over time, she was totally healed. She found out what the word said and she believed it. What does the scripture say? See, the world is desperate for a real thing right now. An authentic experience with God, they're waiting for, they're waiting for the word that you have in you, that you believe, for you to give that word. Your testimony, how God's changed you. I've got multiple verses that mean so much to me that, it, that they just easily flow easily through faith because I've experienced God's faithfulness to that promise. But you gotta get one. You gotta get one. You got one, right? Go get one. Go get one and release it. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word, not from having heard the word, but hearing now. So my, my, my point here is, what is God saying to you now? Even in this message, what is he speaking to you now? What is he saying to you? Not what you're saying to me. What is he saying to you? How is he getting, what is the now word for you? What do you need from God? What is the promise that, that you need from him? Go get it. 
because that's the now word for you. The now word for me may not be the now word for you. You may, you may need healing, I may need provision. Well, go get that word, go get that promise. See, faith brings the now word. And let me give you this, this true story. In 2001, this is a person just saying this. She said, I was feeling suicidal with, after my marriage broke down. She said, after two years of separation, the divorce papers were being drawn up. I asked my mother to watch my children so I could be alone. She sensed I was in a dangerous place and suggested we go shopping instead. I had no energy to shop, she, she said, so I stayed outside on a bench and contemplated the different ways I could end my life and stop this heartache. All of a sudden, a woman came and sat down next to me. She said, are you a Christian? She asked, and I said, I was. Then she said, I just wanna tell you that if you are a follower of Jesus, you are more than a conqueror in him. That's all she said. And she said, bam, in a split second, those words breathe life into me. All thoughts of suicide left in a moment and God's unexplainable peace rushed in. No, it's not over. My husband and I will celebrate 26 years of marriage this year. All because one verse, one scripture that she needed. She didn't need necessarily a hug at that moment. She needed the truth, which is you're more than a conqueror. Honey, get up, walk through this thing because I'm gonna do a miracle. What does the scripture say? God's presence is released through his word. See, men will fail, opinions will fail, but God's word will never fail. And we are called, this is very important, we are called to deliver truth wrapped in love. Oh man, look at that. Coated with God's love. Truth, but covered, veiled with the very love of God. Amen. God's presence is released in your life with love. So you want your marriage better? Did you want a better marriage? I'm, I just, just one, one thing. You want a better marriage? Start loving each other. Start truly loving each other. No strings attached. Just simply start loving each other. Just tell the person I love you. And if she says why and you can't describe it, it's okay. Don't say it. Just, just say I love you. You'll figure out why you love that person. But just say it. I love you. Do something that, that says I love you. Your marriage. If you're struggling in your finances, there's a ton of promises that God gives you and action with it that allows you to get out of financial issues. God has all wisdom. If you're struggling with fear, well, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Are you struggling with depression? The Bible says that anxiety in the heart of a person causes depression. Makes sense. If your heart is anxious and you're worried all the time, you're gonna get down. But a good word makes it glad. You just need a good word. You need a promise from God that says, I'm grabbing a hold of that. That's why my very first verse that I learned was, 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to me. You know why? Because we lacked, we lacked a lot in our lives. We, our, our electricity was gonna get shut off. All these things were happening on a regular basis because there was a lot of other stuff happening. But I said, Lord, if there's anything I need, I need to know you're gonna take care of me if I follow you. And he says, well, here you go, Dan. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. That makes me feel so good when a bill comes unexpectedly. <laughs> I said, Lord, that's your bill because I'm doing your will. That's your bill. I'm doing your will. <laughs> he says, good son. That's the way, that's, I, I, like, I like you talking that way. What does the scripture say? Not about them, for you. What does the scripture say for you? What are you gonna believe God for? What are you going to confess? What are you gonna memorize and have every single day? And you're gonna grab a hold of it like a bulldog and say, I'm not gonna let this go, God, until you bless me. Amen. So we're gonna finish this way. Let's stand in honor of God's word. I want the worship team to come up. It's just gonna take a few moments, but we're just gonna worship God. But what we're gonna do is we are going to do what the word wants us to do. We're gonna, we're gonna speak. If we believe, therefore we speak. So we're gonna declare a few promises from God's word. Now, this is interesting because number one, the presence of God is gonna be moving in a powerful way in, in the, whatever way he desires in your heart, in this place. But when you hear a verse or something up there that just speaks to your heart, grab a hold of it. That Say, that's mine. That is my promise. That's my promise, amen? So as we get going, I'm gonna say a verse. You're gonna repeat it. That's all we're gonna do. And, this, and, and the service will be over in just a moment, amen? But... I want to do what God tells me to do. And so I'm just teaching you guys, right? So here we go. We're going to start this way. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let's hear it. He makes all things work out for my good and his glory. God will never leave you or leave me. Or God will never forsake me. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. There is absolutely nothing that can separate us from the incredible, overwhelming, powerful love of God found in Christ Jesus our Lord. that's free is free indeed. Now I want to try that again because that's, I just don't think you're convinced. Let's try that and let's really, let's really put our heart into it. Here we go. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Let me hear it. Come on. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And my God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory. God so loved the world that he gave his own one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Good. Behold, he's coming again and every eye will see him. confess that Jesus is Lord of all. Because he is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the great I Am. He is the Savior of the world. into our heart. They're going to agree with you, God. And, and, and we will, because you promised, we will see the results of the word of God being spoken from our lives and from our hearts. We will see it do amazing things. And Lord, we, we, and then one day we'll see, we'll see all the other thousands of things that you did, the things that we didn't see, God, that are affecting people. So God, thank you for your word. It goes, it multiplies, God. So God, today, we're gonna do what you told us to do, God. We're gonna start reading the word. We're gonna memorize the word. God, we're gonna get a promise for our personal lives and we're gonna begin to give that to the world, God. We're gonna release your presence through your word. God, we love you and we thank you, God. We thank you, God. And you're in this place with your heads bowed. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna just wanna ask you this one question. Maybe you feel so far from God, you don't feel connected and you feel like, man, I, I really want to, to, uh, know the closeness and know the power, the power of God, the power of God, the glory of God. And you think, man, I, I like what Dan's saying, but there's something missing. And maybe that thing missing is the very presence of God living inside of you, the indwelling Holy Spirit. And that comes when you just simply give your heart to Jesus. I did it 25 years ago. And I'm telling you, you don't want to miss that. You don't want to waste any more time. I can't believe what God has done in 25 years. It is simply amazing how he's transformed for my life. It is simply incredible how God has taken me from where I was to where I am now. God will do the same thing for you. All it takes is a simple prayer. I'll teach you the most simplest prayer to pray that you can pray with anybody. It's awesome. And I just say it three times, but if you need that connection, you need to know that 
Christ lives in you, that, that, that all of God dwells in you, I wanna, I wanna encourage you to, to lift up your hand and say, Dan, pray for me because I want what you have. I want what many people have, and that's the presence of God. And the count of three, just simply with your heads bowed, just lift up your hand. One, say, I need Jesus. Two, fill me, God, with your presence. Three, be my King of kings. God, lift up your hand. Yes, I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless, God bless you. God bless you, yes. God bless you. This, this is gonna be an incredible day for you. So it's a simple prayer. I love it. And I just love the way that, that this is so simple and childlike. It's this. We're gonna say it three times, but you're gonna mean it from your heart. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Oh, you just invited him in. Lord, I thank you for every salvation, everything you're doing through your word, God, today. We love you, all honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.